everybody. Welcome to another episode of Blue Jacket Racket. My name is Ryan Lore, and we have a lot to talk about today. Uh, I know I haven't been around recently. Thanksgiving and work has gotten the best of me, but it's great to be back, and it's great to see the Blue Jackets back in the win column this tonight after a tough four-game losing streak they were on. Uh, they won tonight with a final of 6-4, to four, and our three stars of the game were Sillinger, he had one goal unassisted, and it was a beauty. Uh, Andrew Peak had two assists on the night. Great to see him with those assists as well. And then Boquist had two gorgeous goals, each one of them an absolute missile to the corner. Uh, great to see his scoring prowess on display tonight. Um, so once again for the Blue Jackets, a lot of shots given up, but we still won the game. Outshot, but not outscored seems to be the theme for this team. Um... We are second in the league for shots allowed per game, but Elvis, for the most part, played pretty well and certainly did enough to keep us in it at the end of the game and get us the victory. So that was great to see. We had a lot of scorers on the sheet, obviously, at a score of 6-4. to four. Um, So let's kind of go through how all this panned out here. So the first goal was actually scored by Boquist himself uh, in the first and assisted by Justin Danforth. Um, the Sharks come out with two goals of their own, so two to one um, early in the second period. Then we battle back with a Sean Corrali goal. It actually went off the defender and through the legs of the goalie to make it two to two. And then they go up three to two with Brent Burns. He just seems like an ageless, ageless wonder at this point. Uh, Cole Cylinder gets his unassisted goal. Uh, like I said before, if you have not seen that, please go watch it. He blocks it in the... Defensive zone, carries it all the way with a two-on-one, uh, decides not to pass it off and just rips it to the near post. It was gorgeous uh, and good to see him back on the, in the scoring sheet there. And then another guy that's good to see back, Jack Roslovic, after being scratched the other night. And then Adam Boquist kind of puts it away with the fifth goal of the game, making it 5-3. Um, to three. But, of course, they don't go away. Thomas Hurdle scores 5-4 to four with about 10 minutes left. And then Alexander Texier technically gets the goal, but Gustav Nyquist uh, with an open net just passed it to him uh, for no reason and <laughs> gives him an easy goal, even though Gustav's goal uh, just a few minutes earlier was actually called off due to offside. So I guess a good teammate moment there. Handing it off to Texier to get him another empty net on the year, and I believe that makes three if I'm not mistaken. Um, so total team comparison... Uh, San Jose Sharks with 34 shots to our 30. They had two penalty minutes to our zero. That is good to see. Uh, we are normally around somewhere between four and eight minutes of penalty minutes, um, unless fights occur. Hits, we did extremely well. We are very physical tonight with 24 to their 10. That is great to see. The giveaways, not great. We had seven to their three. Uh, and the takeaways, we had eight to their six, and then faceoffs one very evenly split at 37 to 36. So, uh, very stereotypical Blue Jackets night, like I said, being outshot but not outscored, um, but not so stereotypical to see the high number of hits. Now, I don't love the hit stat because some hits can be off the play and they don't really do anything, you know. You could be getting a lot of hits because you're trailing in the game, so I don't think it's a great stat, but in this case it actually meant that we were being physical and preventing them from uh, get keeping their puck deep in our zone. So it was actually a good thing to see those hits uh, tonight. 
Um, with that being said, I already went through the stars of the game, but let's go ahead and talk about our unsung hero. And today I actually do not have a player, but I'm going to give the unsung hero of the night to Brad Larson. And the reason I'm doing that is because of the stellar play tonight of Jack Roslovic. And I believe he did Jack a favor. He gave them the night off last night, knowing that he was going to put him as the top line center tonight. And with that being said, Jack played well. I think we all thought there was something wrong with Jack when we saw that he was scratched. But to see him come out and play the way he did on that top line with Domi and Voracek was great. Um, maybe that's his spot for the future, who knows, but at least for tonight and hopefully the next next couple games, he continues to get that shot because he did play well. Um, he did have a minus on the night, a minus one, but he got a goal. Um, so I, whatever, <laughs> you know what I mean? That's not terrible. Um, but good to see Jack doing well in that number one center role. And I believe Domi, playing at the level that he is, um, is very good to see as well. And then a guy like Jake Voracek that can um, really give some open ice to the guys is is a great addition to that line. Um, I think it was smart to finally get Sillinger out of that top line. He has been struggling recently, and uh, good to see that. Also good to see is that the Texier, Corrali, and Robinson line are officially back together. Uh, once again, they were just a fierce line to... Uh, keeping the uh, Sharks offensive zone. They were able to clear it well. Uh, they had a few chances on net tonight. Um, the line just looked good, and Crowley ended up having a goal. So that's what you love to see from your technical fourth line, as we've mentioned before. But uh, Brad Larson has said many times, there are no lines on this team, um, but for the sake of argument, they are the fourth line. So good to see them back together. They played well again. And uh, you love to see the uh, chemistry of those guys come together. So next up for the Blue Jackets, we have Toronto coming up on Tuesday. That will be in Toronto. They have a record of 17-6-2 currently, and they are obviously a great team with that record. They can underperform at times, which seems to be kind of their MO and kind of the joke of the league, but they are still top to bottom a great team. Um, they're... Number one line obviously gets all the headlines with Austin Matthews and Tavares and Morgan Riley, but overall they don't have a ton of stats, you know, breaking them apart from the Blue Jackets' top point getters, goal scorers, and assist leader. Uh, John Tavares sitting at 25 points, 11 goals, 14 assists. Oliver Bjorkstrand leading the way for us at 19 points, 6 goals, 13 assists. Goal scorer, obviously we have El Capitan Boone Jenner at 11 goals. And Austin Matthews is leading the way for Toronto with 14 goals. Morgan Riley gets 15 assists on the year for them. And then Jacob Voracek at 17 assists. Um, the one thing they do well is they defend. Uh, Morgan Riley has an 11 plus minus rating. So that's, I mean, kind of insane. Um, but they are a good team. And if the Jackets want to have any hope of actually making this game interesting and getting a win, they are going to have to play a solid game all three periods. It's been pretty evident that we can play one or two extraordinary periods, get a lot of goals, but the rest of the game just seems to be a very lackluster performance, and we cannot afford that against a team like Toronto, 
hopefully if we play well we played solid and uh, we don't have any mental errors i think we can come home with the victory of three to two but this is also a game that could get out of hand pretty fast for the blue jackets if they don't come out hot and they are um, back on their heels for the start of the game so Hopefully that doesn't happen. I'm really rooting for the Jackets. I will be watching that one closely because Toronto is a fun team to watch even if you are just a hockey fan. Um, but hopefully our young guys can kind of say, hey, I'm going up against Austin Matthews tonight. Let's let's kind of kick it to them. And hopefully they come away with the win. The last thing I wanted to talk to you guys about tonight is the terrific performance, or in my opinion, the terrific performance of Tarasov. He is arguably our future star in between the pipes there. Not sure what's going to happen in the future between him and Elvis, but two good guys to have on your team. Elvis obviously in his prime, and Tarasov looking like he could be just that here soon as well. Um, I thought he stood very tall. I mean, he is 6'6", but metaphorically speaking, I thought he stood tall in his first and second start of his career in the NHL. And he played the third highest scoring team in the Capitals, and only allowed three, so you can't really argue with that. And then he also only allowed three to the Stars. So, hey, your first couple games giving up three in the NHL ain't that bad. I really only thought there was one goal between all of those that maybe he shouldn't have let up. It was a uh, pretty relatively easy shot right into his belly and uh, just rebounded to his left, leaving a wide-open net. Um, I forget which game that was in, but uh, it did stick in my mind. That was the only one where I was like, okay, maybe that was some jitters. But uh, overall, I thought he played extremely well. And I just want to give my opinion on the whole trade Korpisalo Tarasov issue. I saw a lot of fans said, well, it's time to trade Korpi because Tarasov is better. And you might be right that Tarasov is better, but it's not time to trade Korpi. Uh, Korpi is a good backup for right now. You're not going to find another goaltender that's better than him in that position for the time being. Granted, he's probably not worth much in a trade right now, but even if he was, you're not bringing up Tarasov for any reason this season because we have our number one goaltender. It's Elvis, and you're not you're not get, taking Tarasov's playing time away in Cleveland just to have him sit on the pine. That's not going to happen and would be horrible for his development. So maybe we keep Corpy for the year and let him walk. It would suck, but maybe because he's not playing well, no one wants him, and we're able to re-sign him next year, but I don't foresee that happening either. So if we do trade him, I anticipate probably some lower-level draft picks and then maybe an, a veteran guy that for the next year or two can be the backup to Elvis, and it's going to be more of a... 730 split than it is the 6040 that we see right now. So I just don't believe that it's the right time to bring Tarasov up. He's not used to the smaller ice here uh, as he was in Europe. And he also just needs as many games as possible just to purely get used to the professional hockey in the North American circuit. So uh, getting him as much time as he as we can on the ice is the best thing for his development and the best thing for the future of this Jackets team. While we are still in a quote-unquote retooling, rebuilding, whatever you want to call it mode, because let's face it, this is not a championship team. No reason to sacrifice his development just to have two outstanding goaltenders on the same roster. Let's keep Elvis in net, keep him happy. Corby comes in when needed on back-to-backs or when he just needs a break or is ill. Um and see what happens with Corpy. If we can trade him, great. 
but I don't foresee that happening with how poor he's played so far this year. So that is all I have for you tonight on the Blue Jacket Racket Podcast. My name is Ryan Lore, and I would love if you all would reach out to me with any comments, questions, or concerns about the podcast. I'd love to answer your questions on the air if they have something to do with the jackets. So you could reach me at bluejacketracket at gmail.com or jacketracketpod on Twitter. Feel free to ask any question you would like, whether it's about rules or about my opinion on a team, uh, player, or any prospects, prospects that we have coming up. So hopefully we play well on Tuesday against the Toronto Maple Leafs. And as always, go Jackets!